Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I'm speaking with Disney couple Shika Saxena and Anupam Kumar about their wedding at Walt Disney World. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how they chose Disney for their wedding and how they planned all of these spectacular elements that you're going to hear about and how everything turned out. So welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always start at the very beginning and ask how you decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Walt Disney World. So that was a long and involved process. We had been to Disney World together earlier in our relationships. It was actually the first vacation that we took together. And we had just a wonderful time to the point where after we got a couple of days after we got engaged, we actually went to Disneyland Paris to celebrate. So at that point, once we were sort of picking venues, Disney was already a big part of our lives. So we spent maybe, I don't know, a month, two months looking around the city of Philadelphia, at maybe every single wedding venue that they have here. And nothing seemed to fit. I didn't, we didn't really know why. Everything was totally fine. We couldn't put our finger on quite what we didn't like about any of the venues, but they just didn't feel like us. And I think jokingly, like after a day that we saw like five wedding venues, I suggested that we should just get married at Disney and get it over with. And our, both of our eyes kind of lit up. We like looked at each other and it was a sort of like light bulbs on both of our heads just went up. And we you know, did a bunch of frantic Googling and found out that it was actually possible to get married there. And then we went to Orlando a month later and we're just blown away by everything. And we knew that was where we wanted to get married. That's awesome. So for my listeners who are unfamiliar with the traditional format of an Indian wedding, can you kind of give them an overview? Because I think it's wonderful the way that you were able to incorporate your traditions with what we typically see as a Disney wedding. Yeah, I think we were really lucky with Disney that they were willing to hear our ideas of what we wanted to do and were willing to work with us to really make it come to life. So Indian weddings, traditionally take multiple days and they're very long and involved and we wanted to streamline it and kind of adapt it to what we wanted it to be while still keeping some of the basic traditions. I guess starting with our first night which was Friday night there's the Sangeet and that's kind of like the talent show. Um, It's like a dinner and then there's lots of dance performances by family and friends um, as well as by the bride and groom sometimes and At some weddings, we've seen like skits about how the couple met and sometimes people sing songs or play instruments. And then there's like lots of food and dancing and it's more of like the fun pre-wedding event. So we had our our wedding ceremony and reception the next day, which is a Saturday. So the ceremony starts with the Bharat, which is the the groom's side procession to the wedding venue. Uh, It's usually done with the groom on horseback, but it can be done via elephant if you have access to an elephant, (laughs) which we did not. Or you can do it via car. So one of my friends who got married recently had a really nice, rented a really nice convertible car and rode in that. There's usually a traditional Indian drummer and DJ leading the pack. 
And so there's lots of dancing and there's lots of you know, singing and dancing along the way as everyone's going towards the wedding. wedding venue. The ceremony itself is, is pretty long compared to a traditional American or Western style wedding. Ours was actually on the shorter end and it was a touch over an hour. There's lots of lots of parts to it, but the main aspects that you know people tend to remember, there's an exchange of flower garlands. So when after the bride processes to the the stage, she the bride and groom exchange garlands and uh, wear that for the remainder of the ceremony. And the real closer is you uh, walk around the fire together seven times. And the rest of the wedding after the ceremony was pretty standard. It's a reception and party closes it out, just like a sort of general American or Western style wedding. And how did you do the walking around the fire seven times at Disney? So that was actually something that we were worried about. We didn't know that they would let us um, have a small fire in the wedding pavilion, but I think they had done it once before. So they, they were actually okay with it, surprisingly enough. So it was a very small fire. It's, it's kind of contained in a small container. I don't know, quite know how to describe it properly, but uh, it wasn't an out-of-control big campfire or anything like that. So they were, they were totally on board with it. Yeah. And I've been to weddings where the fire ends up being so big that the smoke detector goes off and we've had to leave. So <laughs> thankfully, it was like very well controlled here. But they did have us book two slots in the wedding pavilion where we got married, just in case there was like any fumes or anything, just so that it would all clear out before whatever event would be happening afterward. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And then I have to ask, because... Anupam, for the Barak, you actually rode a horse on the grounds of the Grand Floridian. They won't even let you bring your dog to the Grand Floridian. How did you make this happen? Yeah, that's also something that we were concerned about because they had actually never done, they'd done maybe one or two other Indian weddings, but they'd never done one with a traditional Barat and the groom on the horse. And so we're lucky that we got married at Disney because they, there's no shortage of horses, actually, because in all of the parades, there's horses. And so I was actually lucky enough to ride Rapunzel's horse, uh, Dash. We were a little bit taken aback by it. We're huge huge Rapunzel fans. We were very honored. (laughs) We were very honored that he got to be part of our wedding. And so luckily because of that, we were able to, they were allowed to get a horse. We we actually had inquired to see if we could get a horse from a, a company in Central Florida that does Indian weddings because I was concerned that with all the noises and the dancing and the traditional drumming, that the horse might be a little bit spooked. So I was hoping we could get a, a horse that had done an Indian wedding before just to make sure nothing went awry. So they they did not let us do that. So we had to have a horse that was owned and taken care of at Disney. But luckily the horse had been part of many different parades and was totally used to loud noises and nothing we did scared him. So that was not an issue at all. But yeah, was, we were so thankful they let us incorporate that because that was a really big part for the wedding for me that just... Uh, we really did not want to compromise on it. So I'm glad we didn't have to. That's amazing. Did you get to meet the horse beforehand or how did the how did that actually work? Yeah, so that was another thing that they had um, insisted upon was that I do a very short training session with the horse and with the, uh, the folks at Fort Wilderness, uh, which is where the horses are kept. And so two days before the wedding on uh, Thursday, I went over to Fort Wilderness campgrounds and I, I met all the folks there that uh, would be leading me on the horse. And so we had maybe a half hour where I got to meet Dash. We practiced getting on and off the horse. And I practiced uh, riding him uh, around in a circle a few times and tried to get him used to used to that and get me used to it more importantly. That's awesome. And then how did it actually work on the day of? You met the horse at a certain location and you had a route all mapped out? 
Yeah, so we, we did have our route pre-mapped with our uh, wedding planner. And that was something that I actually we had to ask about because I think their initial plan had been for us to meet the horse in the parking lot at the Grand Floridian and do the procession through the parking lot to the wedding pavilion. But we had walked around that area and there was a, there's a really beautiful path by the water that connects the Grand Floridian Hotel to the wedding pavilion. And I, I really wanted the broth to be there just because it's so, it's so beautiful. And so we, we inquired to see if that would be possible. But we, we did meet the horse. There's a really nice fountain that's along that path. So we met the horse on the day of the wedding there. When I, and then I got on the horse and we took the rest of the path to the wedding pavilion. Yeah, and that view is so important to us. There were other places that we looked at for venues, but the Barat would have had to be through a parking lot. And we eliminated those just because the Barat would have to be through the parking lot. So it was so nice that we were able to get the horse and walk along the water with that beautiful view. That's fantastic. Was there anything traditional that you wanted to incorporate, but you weren't able to due to Disney's rules? Um, actually, there there really weren't, which uh, we were surprised by. The, the things we were concerned about were the fire and the and the brat and the horse. Um, but luckily, we were able to to incorporate both of those things. And other than that, they're really open to having all of our traditional events incorporated into the wedding without a lot of compromises. That's so great. I think initially we were a little bit worried about the food because we did really want to serve traditional Indian food, especially after the ceremony. But Disney was offering some of their food or they just had one Indian caterer to choose from. So we were a little bit hesitant about that, but it ended up working out really well and the food was really good. So we're lucky. Oh, interesting. So did you use their caterer or did you work with Disney? Uh, so we used with the, the, uh, an Indian caterer that's approved by Disney. So it's an outside caterer, but he works with Disney very often when they have conferences and serve Indian food. And so and he actually used to be one of the, the lead cooks at uh, Polynesian, I believe, maybe a decade or two ago. So he was very well, well connected at Disney. And so I think that's how he has this relationship with them. So he did all the food at all of our events, except for our Friday night event. We had Disney's catering, so we had uh, Italian food. So I think it was Mama Melrose's menu at Friday night event. And then I think dessert on Saturday night at our reception was a combination of traditional Indian dessert and um, Disney's wedding cake. That's interesting. And were you able to do a tasting with the caterer? Yeah, we were. Um, so we did the, the tasting with Disney, and we did a tasting with our, the Indian caterer as well. So our first experience with the Indian caterer, we just went for dinner. And then when we went back to Orlando in, I think, two months before our wedding, we did more of a tasting style thing with the caterer. And we tried, we made a bunch, he made a bunch of dishes for us that we tried and we were able to do that. That's interesting. Okay. So then do you have any dishes that Disney made for you that you would recommend to other brides and grooms? I thought all the desserts were really good. So we got a strawberry panna cotta verines. I believe for our reception that we unfortunately did not get to try just because we were running around, but all of our guests said it was really delicious and uh, Disney's wedding cake was, was really, really tasty. So we're, we're looking forward to eating that again in like nine months. So. Yeah. What was that? Didn't my mom really like the salmon? Remember she was like asked or ate everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, was, that? was that for 
Friday. Yeah, so the salmon was uh, was really excellent for the Friday night event. I didn't eat it myself because I'm vegetarian, but all of our other guests who eat meat really, really enjoyed the salmon on, on that Friday night event. Yeah, I remember during the tasting, we for the Disney tasting, we were with both of our parents, and my mom loved it. And Anupam's parents are vegetarian, so they didn't eat theirs, but my mom just took care of it for them. <laughs> it was delicious. That's awesome. What cake flavors do you recommend? We had a layer cake, so we alternated the layers. So we had the, what was it, the lemon? Yes, we had the lemon cake, which was one layer mm-hmm. alternated with uh, red velvet. And so I think we had four layers, so we had two layers of each. And they were both really, really delicious. Yeah, and then we got the um, chocolate castle to top it. It was like a white chocolate castle that they let us take back that we have in our freezer now. Oh, that's nice. Well, I should back up and ask how your friends and family reacted when they found out that they were going to be going to Walt Disney World for your wedding. Our close friends and family were not particularly surprised. They they all knew that we loved Disney, had been twice in two years leading up to our wedding. So I don't know that they were surprised. Really, all of our other guests were both extremely surprised and, and really excited. None of our guests had ever been to a wedding at Disney, and least of all a, a traditional Indian wedding at Disney. So I think everyone was really excited, including our friends and family, just to see what it would be like and how it would go. And I think everyone was was really excited to make the trip. Yeah. And I think with our family members, we had taken them to a few different places in Philly when we thought we were still going to get married there. And we're like, this is where we're going to do it. And no one was really that thrilled. And then I think they just felt like we kept looking and looking for venues. And when we finally came across the Disney venue, I think they were all just kind of relieved that we had finally decided on something that we were really excited about. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited around 300 and I think 200 guests uh, was our final count. A lot of the folks that didn't end up coming were our family members in India who it was a bit of a big ask to have them come all the way to the States for the wedding. Other than that, we had a, a lot of people turn out, more than we expected, I think, because of the excitement factor, probably, that it was being at Disney. And so I think a lot of people that otherwise would not have made a journey for a long-distance wedding, I think, wanted to, just to see how it would be. Yeah, and I was able to have some of my family members come over from India, which was great, because I hadn't seen them in years. And they kind of just made a little trip out of it and we're able to visit Disney in some parts of the U.S., which is nice. Wow, that's great. So with 200 guests, this limited, I would imagine, where you could have your events. How did you choose from the venues that were open to you? Yeah, that's that was definitely an issue. So we really were restricted, for the most part, to the ballrooms at the various hotels. So we, we toured the ballrooms at the Grand Floridian, Contemporary, the board, and the Boardwalk Hotel. But in addition to that, we did also take a look at the American Adventure Rotunda just because we had seen pictures of it and it was so beautiful. So that was the main venue where we were worried about our guest count. And so that's why we utilized that venue for our Friday night event where our guest count was a little bit lower. I think we had 165 or 170 of our guests who were able to make it for Friday night. And that was pushing it for the American Adventure Rotunda, I think, was they were worried it was going to be really crowded. I thought I actually didn't think it was that crowded at all. And there was still room for a, a dance floor for performances. But that was the only one where they were pushing us to sort of try not to go over a certain amount. 
And we also obviously toured the wedding pavilion. As soon as we walked into the wedding pavilion, we were just totally taken aback and stunned and knew that was where we had to get married. Even though we had initially envisioned maybe an outdoor ceremony, but as soon as we walked in there, we knew that was the place. And we loved the ballrooms at the Grand Floridian, the whole feel of that that entire resort. So we wanted our events to be our events to be there as well. Yeah, and especially for wedding pavilion, Anava mentioned that we were hoping initially to have an outdoor ceremony, and with some of the other venues that would have been possible. But we felt like the wedding pavilion offered us kind of the best of both worlds. There's so much natural light in there, and the windows look right out over the water and right over the castle, which is really beautiful. And you still have the control of having it be an indoor space where even if the weather isn't great, at least you're inside. So it was just a really nice combination of both, we felt like. And which ballroom did you end up using for your reception? We had our reception in the the ballrooms at the Grand Floridian. Got it. Now, what's interesting is your Friday night party, it sounds like most, if not all, of the entertainment was provided by your guests. How did that work with staging? Did you have a DJ? How did Disney work with that? So on Friday night, uh, we actually didn't have a DJ. Uh, We had a playlist of songs that uh, Shika's brother had created beforehand. And so we, and for all of our guest performances, we also loaded our songs onto the same playlist. So we had an iPad uh, that had all of the songs uh, preloaded on there. And we just gave our iPad to the, the audiovisual folks at the American Adventure Rotunda. And they were able to play the music. And then once the event started, they were able to start the songs for all the different dances. And then we had our siblings. So Anupam's sister and my brother act as the MCs. So they actually had a fun time with it. They met up beforehand and figured out like how they were going to do it. And it was pretty fun to watch. They had their jokes and it ended up being really fun. And it was nice to have our family members be so closely involved and be able to lead the whole event and announce everybody and welcome everyone. So that's how we did it without having like a formal DJ. I see. Okay, cool. And did you incorporate illuminations at all, like before or after? Yeah, we did. So we had everybody come to American Adventure. We had dinner and we did the dance performances and things there. And then we were supposed to go outside for dessert and watch illuminations. It was a little bit chilly that night. And so we ended up just having the dessert inside after dinner at American Adventure. And then all of our guests and we all went out to the fireworks and watched illuminations together. Oh, that's wonderful. So can you give me a timeline of how the wedding day ran? Sure. So starting with Friday, Friday afternoons around noon, we had a rehearsal at Wedding Pavilion. Uh, so it was really short. It was just uh, just us and our families. We went to Wedding Pavilion, looked around, uh, went over with our wedding planner, the, the schedule events for the ceremony. And which was actually is very, very helpful, I think, for our families particularly, because even though our parents had seen the venue before, our, our siblings hadn't seen it. And so it was nice for them to go over all the different events that would happen during the ceremony. We were able to time the uh, procession in and see how long the, the distance was that we had for all of our uh, bridesmaids and groomsmen to walk and work out the music and things like that. Yeah, we actually brought the songs with us on the iPad that we were going to use for the Um, procession and then played it and timed how long it would take to walk down so that the wedding coordinator would know like when to send the next group of people in and like when to stop the music and when to start the music and it was kind of nice because I had timed 
like for my entrance, there was, I wanted to wait a little bit before I opened the the door and started walking. So I had timed out when I would start walking. And I remember the day of, I was so excited. I was like, just going to go out. But she like made sure I waited till the exact point in the music that I had wanted to before she opened the door. So that was really helpful to have planned it out beforehand. Yeah. And we had different Disney songs picked out, instrumental versions of Disney songs picked out for each different procession. So I had a different song, the siblings and Bridesman Groomsman had a different song and Sheikha had her own song. So it was important us to make sure everything was really timed timed properly. Yeah, especially because I think they they don't I don't know that they recommend, but they give you the option of having an organist play the music and we opted to have our own music, which meant that it wasn't gonna be as it wouldn't be like a human being playing the music and knowing when to stop. It was really just gonna be somebody doing it on autopilot. Right. So at noon we had the rehearsal. Um, after that, we went back and started getting ready. I think Shika started having her makeup for the Friday night event, probably around 3 p.m. or so. Oh, around yeah. 3 or 4 p.m. she had her, ma- her makeup. So that finished up probably around 5 o'clock. Even before that, so coming back from the, the rehearsal, I remember grabbing lunch quickly. And then I was in doing a dance performance with my dance team from college. So they all came to my suite and we like frantically did a few run throughs with me so that I would know where to stand and figure all that out. And then they left just as the hair and makeup was arriving in my room to get me ready to go. So it was definitely already hectic. Wow. Yeah. And then we started transportation from Coronado Springs to Epcot, uh, I think at 6 p.m. And our event started at 7 p.m. So from 7 p.m., until around 8.55, so right before Illuminations, we were inside at American Adventure. So we had dinner, did all the dance performances. And after that, we ushered our guests outside as quickly as possible to be in place in time for Illuminations. And then during Illuminations, um, our guests were at um, the Italy Pavilion, Italy Isola Pavilion. So there's two parts of it. So we had one part of it reserved for just our guests and had some high top tables there. And uh, that's where the desserts would have been served um, if the temperature had been a little bit more friendly that day. We watched the fireworks together. And then at that point, uh, around 930, I think we had the ride mix in at Soren. So our guests who wanted to ride the ride, which was most of them, uh, were directed to a particular bus to go to Soren. And there were a few folks and some older folks that wanted to go back to the hotels. So they went back from there. And so Friday night, we probably finished up with everything and got back around 1030 p.m. or so. And then we had a, a very early morning for, for Shika the next day. Yeah, so for me, first Saturday, I was starting at 5. So 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. was makeup, and then 6 a.m. to 7.30 was hair. And we had a whole schedule laid out for me and for my mom, Anupam's mom, his sister, and my four bridesmaids. And things, like, of course, Things are always running behind and there's always little hitches that come up. But everyone finally was ready and made it out the door. But it was definitely an early morning. And we thought we were running quite late. But by the time when we got to the wedding pavilion, Regina actually said we were much earlier than she expected. Because I think usually people are running way over time. And so I'm I'm glad we, even though we were late, we weren't super late. Um, So I think we were glad for that. So I think we got to the wedding pavilion probably around 9 o'clock or 8.30 a.m. just to start pictures. Uh, so we did pictures there together uh, with Regina for about 
maybe 45 minutes and then after that our parents and our um, bridal party came so we did pick formal pictures with them uh, mostly inside the wedding pavilion beforehand and then got in places for the ceremony to start so I think the Barat, so my procession started at 10 o'clock and that lasted about a half hour and then when we got to the wedding pavilion there's like a there's a small ceremony where the bride's family greets the groom's family so we did that at 10 30 and started the ceremony at 11 that lasted about an hour or so and then we transported everyone back to coronado springs where we had an outdoor lunch at the casitas courtyard uh, which is really beautiful it's like pretty close to the the lake that's at coronado and the temperature was actually just right and it was a little bit overcast so it was even though it was the middle of the day it was really comfortable a really nice day to be sitting outside and eating and it was nice for us to just unwind a little bit too we got to catch up with our friends a little bit more and just kind of sit and chat about how things were going we had a couple hour break after that by a couple of hour i really mean maybe an hour an hour and a half break um because uh, we wanted to practice our first dance a little bit so we did that for a while I think you ended up practicing, but then I think my hair and makeup came pretty soon after that. Yeah, that's true. So we had maybe... I don't think we practiced. Yeah, we had, or maybe maybe we did like one run through. We had, yeah, we had maybe 10 minutes to, to practice. And then uh, your hair and makeup came. Maybe what time was that? Oh, I think they came at 3.30 or 4 to start getting me ready for the evening session. It takes a lot of time to get the morning makeup off and the hair out. And then by that time, it was almost time for the hair makeup people to come again. So I think I started around three or four, finished hair and makeup. And then my mom and one of my bridesmaids came by to help get me into the dress and arrange that and do like all the jewelry and the shoes for that. And then they left to get ready. And then Anupam and I took the car over to Grand Floridian to meet up with Regina to do photos beforehand. So we went around six and then took some photos and did some video in the Grand Floridian lobby area, which is really pretty. And then also did some outside. And then from there, they led us into the ballroom at Grand Floridian where we were having our reception just to do our first look. And it was really beautiful. And they like video took a video of us like look, walking in for the first time and seeing everything. And then they ushered us out, and there was like another little room where they had saved some appetizers from the cocktail hour. So we kind of hung out there and had some snacks. And meanwhile, our guests were in the hallway, like in the cocktail area. Um, they were just transported over from Coronado. And then we had our reception start around eight. So we got our family members and our bridal party all out into the hallway to get ready to do our entrances. So that was around eight. So from there, we had speeches done by both of our sets of parents and our siblings. Yeah, and then we had the toast. And then the rest of the evening was pretty standard for a wedding reception. So we had we did have Mickey and Minnie come in the middle of it, which was really fun and exciting for everybody. And then after that, we had dancing. And then I think everyone went back around midnight or so, back to the Coronado Springs. Yeah, I think it was, I forget the exact order, but it was our entrances, speeches, our first dance, dinner, dancing, cake cutting with Vicky Minnie, all that. Got it. Okay. So when you were planning, what were the most important aspects where you focused your attention or you focused your budget? 
I think for us, uh, decor was really important. Uh, we really wanted the events to look really fun and cool. And so um, because of that, we, we worked with Disney for um, decor for our Friday night event. And for Saturday events, we actually worked with occasions by Shangri-La. So they're a company that's based in Central Florida. They're actually based in Orlando, but they um, do a lot of Indian weddings all over the country because their decor, their decorations are just amazing. And so Disney, when I, when they have Indian events, Indian weddings, they actually already have a relationship with them. And so for our ceremony, uh, we were able to get our um, structure. It's called the Amanda. So it's where it's like a canopy under which uh, the wedding ceremony is, uh, kind of like a hoppa in, in Jewish weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are already work with Occasions by Shangri-La to get that for the ceremony. And then for the reception, Occasions by Shangri-La did all of the, the decor top to bottom. Um, and so we had them for that, um, and they did a wonderful job. They, Especially at the reception, everything they did was just sort of blew our minds, and our guests were really loved. Yeah, we really hadn't seen a reception like that before. It was really nice. And we were a little bit nervous because we initially had a completely different vision for our reception and we had gone down there we'd gone down there twice but the second time was supposed to be to see what we wanted for like a um, example of what we were going to have and we ended up changing our vision around that time so we hadn't really ever seen like what it was going to look like but we had a lot of trust in them and really liked the work that they'd done before and it turned out to be really beautiful. That's interesting what was your vision what did it change to? Uh, so we had initially been wanting to do a Beauty and the Beast theme um, just because obviously we're getting married at Disney World and we love Beauty and the Beast. And so uh, well, that had kind of been our initial framework. And then we actually saw lots of pictures and went down there and worked with uh, Remel, who's the uh, main person in Occasions by Shangri-La, and found that it didn't quite fit what we were going for. is a little bit on the formal side and a little bit less fun than we were shooting for. Yeah, it seemed a little bit more like old, antique, formal, stiff. And we were looking more for light, airy, like lots of candlelight, like a different feel. And so we ended up actually going with, uh, not formally, but we used a whole new world as kind of our general vision statement. And so we watched that video. And so we ended up having, instead of a lot of golds and reds, which is what we were initially thinking being the beast, everything kind of shifted to be a little bit more darker tones, so a lot of blues, and uh, we had a, a background, that was a starry night background that Occasions by Shangri-La was able to provide that has LEDs on a black background that were able to flicker in different colors. We sort of had a starry sky and uh, a lot of more like whiter and lighter colors as well. So it's, it's our general vision changed because of that. Yeah, it kind of, like we wanted it to feel like you were like flying through a night sky with, lots of twinkling lights and they made these decorations as a as part of the stage area that are supposed to look like big white puffy clouds and they had on the tables like this thing that they called the candlelight river which is just lots of candles and like water in the bowls and it looked really nice and it kind of felt like you were flying through the sky over the rivers and through the clouds and through the stars wow (laughs) that sounds amazing So then, which aspects were less important to you, where you saved your money or you just saved your effort? I think for us, the the flowers were a little bit less important, which I know is a little bit counterintuitive for a wedding, but flowers are are extremely expensive, and we wanted to find other ways to make the events look nice. 
And so that's where things like that starry night, night background came. We had a lot of more candles than things like that. And so we were able to trim down our budget uh, by focusing more on not things that were not flowers because those are so expensive to get really huge bouquets of pretty flowers for the wedding. And I think the lighting also, like the candle lights too, but also like um, they were able to do really nice spot lighting so that the few flowers that we had there were really large centerpieces and larger flowers and they had really nice spotlighting on it so that they stood out and it wasn't like we had a ton of really small flowers it was just we more focused our budget on like a few really nice larger pieces that were accented and highlighted well mm-hmm. and then in general that friday night event at the sangeet um, is a little bit less important than the ceremony in the reception so we were able to cut a little bit of money there on decor so we just had uh, some candles floating and sort of like flower petals but we we didn't go overboard with the decor on friday to sort of save some budgetary room for for saturday we did the wash on the ceiling of blue lighting and that kind of helped bring in the whole like change the whole atmosphere and kind of tie everything together so it was just like one big light that kind of made the whole room look colorful interesting okay So out of all of this, what ended up being each of your favorite memory of the wedding day? So it's hard to pick just one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It was really an amazing weekend and it definitely goes by too fast. But I think probably my favorite was our first dance. We spent a lot of time working on it. It was a compilation of a few different Disney songs or like pieces of Disney songs kind of tied together like a a medley and we spent a lot of time picking our songs picking the order choreographing um, the routines and then practicing and we had props involved and we wanted it to be fun but also like a real dance fun meaning part of it was a Star Wars lightsaber fight that was (laughs) Anupam's grand contribution Um, (laughs) (laughs) so he found like the best quality lightsabers that he could find and transported them all the way to Disney and kept them safe for us so it ended up being really good it was that was kind of our one of our biggest stresses leading up into the wedding making sure that we were prepared and had time to practice and that it would turn out well but it ended up being really fun and people enjoyed it And then adding on to the lightsaber part, actually for the whole dance, we went over with Remo, who is the um, occasions decorator. We went through the whole, like each song within the dance and what was going on during it. So he was able to coordinate the lights for it and like to really make it into a production. So for the Star Wars lightsaber fight, the LED background that Anupam had mentioned, he was able to change the colors of the lights to match the colors of the lightsaber. Wow. And then for uh, the last song was I See the Light from Tangled. And so he was able to make the Starry Night background like flicker, like yellow, like the the lanterns in that scene of the movie. And so he was really excited about finding cool ways to to match the lighting and the decor to to actually each song of the first dance. So it ended up being really cool. Yeah. Yeah, we did one run through like with all the lights and with the music during that time that we had our first look in the reception hall. So we were able to like quickly run through it then and get like a little bit of a feel for for what it was like. And then when then we ended up doing it for real. And when we got the videos, it was really cool to watch how well timed the lights were with the music and with what was going on on stage. I think my favorite memory is just 
but from what it seemed to me, the guests had a really fun time with all the Disney things that we incorporated. And so I, we were, I think we were unsure how people would react to the fireworks and the ride mixing and Mickey and Minnie during the reception. Uh, but people ended up really loving all of those things, especially Soren. Uh, even our, our older guests who were able to ride it, everyone really loved it. And our parents were so excited. Everyone clapped at the end of the ride. And also <laughs> when, uh, something that I'll always remember is that while we were on the ride, there's part of it is the Taj Mahal comes up. And all of our guests were so, many of whom were Indian, were so excited that the, we were flying by the Taj Mahal. Everyone started <laughs> cheering. And so that's something I'll really remember. That was a really fun experience to have with all of our friends and family. Yeah, even my grandmother was able to ride the ride. So that was really cool. Ah, that's awesome. So did anything go wrong with your day or just not turn out like you expected? Yeah, I think... We forever felt like there was never enough time to do everything and especially never enough time to get ready. Even if you try to start early, things just take longer than expected. Like it takes longer to get into the dress and then it looks asymmetrical and then you're taping it and there always hitches. And, you know, as you can probably tell from talking to us, we're a little bit crazy. And so we <laughs> planned every set, literally every minute of this wedding down to plan, meticulously plan like every second of every day on this wedding. And even with all the planning we did, there was always things that happened that made things go a little bit late. And we kind of just had to roll with it uh, after a certain point. So we stopped worrying about it, just sort of let things happen as they were happening, which I think really helped our stress levels during the weekend. We just kind of let, let go and enjoy the ride. That's great advice. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be? I think food was something that we were really worried about just because of the policy that Disney had where we had to get in a caterer that was approved by them. So at Indian weddings, food is a huge deal, which I think it is everywhere for all weddings. But I think particularly for Indian weddings, the your wedding tends to get judged by the quality of the food or at the very least I judge weddings by the quality of the food. <laughs> and so... I was really worried about that, but we went to the restaurant and thought the food was good. We weren't 100% sure how it would turn out on a large scale, but uh, because that particular caterer had so much experience with Disney catering, really huge, like, thousand-person events, the food turned out delicious even when mass-produced, and uh, we got a lot of compliments about it from our guests. And so that was something where I, I really didn't need to worry about as much as I did, I think. And probably one of the other things that we were concerned about kind of along the lines that we were saying before, was the coordination and the transition between all the events. Just because our events were all at different Disney locations and all different from where we and our guests were staying. So there was a lot of coordination in terms of needing to make sure everyone was meeting up on time to get on the bus to go to the next place and then was able to get back in time. But I think it ended up being okay. We ended up having like certain head people that we, if there were any changes in the schedule or any changes in the bus pickup location, we just coordinated it to those few family members and bridal party members, and they were able to distribute the information to the rest of the guests. So that was really helpful to have them on board helping with coordinating and making sure that everyone was got where they needed to be on time. That's really smart. That's a great tip. Yeah, I think it. we were so busy and our immediate family members were so busy. It was nice to just have someone that knew the general plan and be like, this is what's changing. Can you let people know? And they just took care of it. So is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I think for me, I ended up getting a suite, not for the whole time that we were there, but just for the 
days of the wedding event. And I thought that that was helpful for having my bridesmaids and the moms and sisters like, have a place to get ready to do hair and makeup together. So that was helpful. But the downside was that the suite was further away from um, where the rest of the room block was just because of the way the resort was laid out. So I would just say in the future, it would probably be better for brides to make sure that wherever they're staying, even if it's like they wanted a nicer room to just have it be closer to where everyone else is. It just makes it easier for people to come over and help you get ready and for other people to come over and get ready in the room. I think it worked out fine and it was nice that we had a larger space to all get ready together, but it definitely added a little bit of chance at time and going back and forth. Um, So that's just something to consider. Hmm. Don't think there's anything else that I would do differently. Oh, maybe trying all the outfits on. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that, that's true. I think I think uh, there were some yeah, definitely on the, on the day of the wedding there was some uh, issues like tying my bow tie is something I wish I had practiced a lot beforehand. I had to get help from both Chica's brother and one of my groomsmen who were troopers and spent you know thirty minutes trying to get my bow tie to look just right before they got ready. Before they got ready themselves. Oh. And similar for my Indian outfit, I think I wish we had uh, spent a little bit more time making sure everything was just right and. So there's a little bit of uh, fixing and hair pinning to make things in the right position during the the wedding that I think could have been avoided if we had really practiced uh, how our outfits would look beforehand. Yeah, just like where to pin things because it ended up being that my mom was like repinning things for both of us once we got to the ceremony place. And then there was what there was an accessory that we forgot. Yeah, there was an accessory that I forgot. There on oh. oftentimes grooms wear like kind of a, a necklace or. Yeah necklace or a chain uh, during the ceremony. I, I totally forgot about that on Saturday just because I put it in a drawer when we got to Orlando and opened it on Sunday after the wedding and realized that I hadn't worn it. So I think that probably we could would have been a, could have been a little smoother if we had practiced beforehand. Interesting. Okay. So do you have any other tips or advice for people who are interested in having a wedding at Walt Disney World, particularly if they're interested in having an Indian wedding at Walt Disney World? One thing that I would offer to other people is don't be afraid to ask for things that aren't presented. And I think this probably goes especially for for Indian weddings. So every Indian wedding is different depending on, you know, where you're from in India or what your religious background is. So if you're Hindu or Muslim or Christian and from India, um, all these weddings are different. And if you're from the North and South India, things are different. So don't be afraid to ask for ways to for Disney to incorporate any particular wedding event that's important to you and your family. And in addition to that, just don't be afraid to ask for things that aren't presented, like hotels. And so, for example, we were figuring out where our guests could stay without a reasonable price point. And we were considering having people stay at different hotels, depending on how much they wanted to spend. But I happened to see the Coronado Springs on some of the websites, and it was going undergoing construction at that time. And they're still finishing up construction there. But I asked if that would be a possibility just because it was, one, it was beautiful. They had a lot of food options, a lot of vegetarian food options, which is important to me. And I was reasonably close to all the wedding events. So once I asked about that, they they were able to say, yeah, we can get a room block there. And so we ended up choosing that because it, we thought it would be perfect. And similarly, as I mentioned before, they didn't mention the path by the lake at Grand Floridian being an option for the broth until I asked and ended up being great. And so I think if... If there's something important to you, I think Disney really wants to make the perfect wedding that they can for you. And so just don't be afraid to ask for for them to be able to incorporate anything that you can think of. 
In addition to that, um, there's a lot of details, and I think this is true for a wedding anywhere, but I think particularly at Disney that there's a lot of details that are sent, lots of budgets that are sent to us uh, during the planning process. Um, I would just counsel folks that are thinking about Disney weddings to make sure that they go over them really with a fine-tooth comb and read every single line of every document that's sent over just to make sure they don't miss anything. Um, there are some items that we mentioned during phone conversations and we, were, we had been thinking about having at the wedding. So we were thinking about getting our guests a, a Mickey ear chocolate a little gift at the end of the reception that had our wedding date on and our names. But we, we had decided to cut that uh, later, but it was still in the budget. And so lo and behold, we arrived at the reception and there were, you know, 200 chocolate Mickey <gasps> ears. And it was it was totally fine. I think people really liked it. And the chocolate was was delicious. But that was something I think that could have been avoided if we had really been really diligent about going over every single contract and every single budget because there's so many versions that take place over the course of those couple of months. And to be mindful of when that budget becomes final because I think, I still think we had said we were going to take that out, but it might have just been beyond the point where we were able to change things and we didn't realize. So just making sure to keep in mind the deadlines of when that budget can't change anymore. And then also there is a separate budget for floral. So we were kind of going through the main budget again and again, and then the floral budget we had gotten a while ago and then just didn't really revisit it. And there were things that we had wanted to change there, but never went back to change it and never got an updated budget. So again, it was like a nice surprise to go and see something that we had thought about that we didn't realize we were going to get, but it's just something to keep in mind. And then I think in general, really just have fun with it and trust the process. We going into the like the month before the wedding, um, we really wanted to get everything in line well in advance. Um, and we're a little bit nervous, like making sure that all of these details were going to come together, but they really did. And I think the Disney wedding planners are really true professionals. They on the day of were amazing with um, making sure that any issue was taken care of. They were, there was always somebody there to tend to us and to make sure that we were eating and that um, to make sure we didn't have any problems. And they really are good day of coordinators in making sure everything goes as close to planned as possible. This is great advice. Well, Shika and Anupam, thank you so much for being on the show today. I think you've offered a lot of great tips for anyone planning any kind of wedding at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Well, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, thank you. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, disneyweddingpodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>